Hi, this podcast is for caring for a disabled spouse and having to work part-time to cover the bills. My name is Gwen Gould. In 2007, I moved to the Highlands of Scotland to take up a post as community nurse midwife. I loved the rural and remote area. I'm married with grown-up children and grandchildren still living in the south of England. When we moved to the Highlands, both myself and my husband were healthy and looking forward to living and enjoying a slower pace of life. However, over the next few years, my husband started to suffer with arthritis to the extent he had to have a knee replacement to the left leg and within two years of this had to have the other knee replaced. Once he was up and about again, we were hoping to get back to enjoying the Highlands and all it offered. In January 2016, we travelled down to the south of England to visit family. Whilst on holiday, my husband became increasingly unwell. Calling the local general practitioner, we were shocked when he said that my husband was very ill and needed to go into hospital immediately and ordered an ambulance to take him to the local hospital. My husband was in intensive care for four days and then transferred to a high dependency ward where he would stay until late June. He had somehow contracted groups G and this was found to be in his spine which made it impossible to walk. Had this happened while we were at home in the Highlands he would never have survived the journey of two and a half hours to Inverness. During this time he was pumped with high doses of antibiotics for months. During this time, I was on carer's leave as the hospital he was in would not allow him to be transferred back to Inverness. He was unable to wait there and so was lifted out from bed to chair for a short period of time during the day. Luckily for myself, as we were in the south of England, I had all my family around me. This would not have been the case if his illness had happened whilst at home in the Highlands. I would have been alone. Finally, at the end of June... It was felt that he could now be transferred back to Scotland and he was transferred to Inverness but he was still not able to wait there to be able to walk. During all this time our home which was a rental property had been left empty. However finally I was able to get back to the Highlands but I would have to return to work only being able to visit my husband on my days off as the hospital was over 100 miles away. After a further month he was transferred to Wick Hospital I was working as a community midwife and my work base was changed so that I could work at Wick which would enable me to visit my husband after work as we lived in Tongue at the time and this was approximately one and a half hours drive to Wick. During the time that my husband was in hospital we had no idea how his illness was going to impact on us financially. I'd been the main wage earner since moving to Scotland as his arthritis developed and prevented him from going out to work. We both had an interest in starting a business online and I had been studying different marketing strategies and affiliate marketing. Prior to moving to Scotland, my husband had started a hot fall printing business and had several customers in Scotland. But once we had moved up to Scotland, we found the business costs much higher and with his arthritis, he was no longer able to work the printer and we had to stop advertising for business. I really wanted to have a business that I could work from at home, allowing me to look after my increasingly disabled husband, who had spent most of the last year in hospital. I had come up with a plan to build a business that would allow me to work as and when I wanted to, while still caring for my husband. I also had a dream. 
I really wanted to be able to buy a house to provide security for ourselves as I was sick of having to pack up a house and move when the landlord wanted the house back. I was also in a position to retire from my career as a community midwife in July of 2018, but just now I did not feel financially secure enough to do this. I had two years before I was due to retire at age 60 to put a plan in place to build a business that could replace my salary. If I could build a successful business which would allow me to buy a suitable home and provide money to live and hopefully be financially free, I would feel a lot happier. My husband's still in hospital, but he'd been working hard with rehabilitation and was now able to walk short distances with two crutches. But we were told that he would not be able to come home to the house due to stairs, and because it was an old croft house, the staircase could not be adapted with a chairlift. However, he was adamant he did not want to move, and so we made the dining room downstairs into a bedroom for him. It was not ideal, but it would work in the short term, as he was determined to get upstairs to our own bedroom and use the bathroom. Eventually he came home late November 2016. I had to be trained to give the antibiotics via a central venous infusion to continue with the antibiotics needed and take bloods to check the infection was continuing to decrease. Following a month from his discharge from hospital, the infection was finally gone. My husband worked hard learning to climb the stairs and just before Christmas 2016, he finally managed to move up back into our bedroom and also be able to use the bathroom with the aid of a bath chair. We had a great Christmas with my son travelling up from Sheffield to share Christmas with us. The next thing to hit us was a letter through our mailbox in April 2017. Our landlord wanted the house back and we would have to move out again. The search was on for a suitable home. We contacted the housing departments but luckily a house was soon to become available in the private sector. The landlord knew of me from my nursing days when I first moved to Scotland. The current tenants were due to move out. The landlord had considered selling the house as being a landlord had been quite trying with the current tenants. But on discussing with her, she agreed that we could take the tenancy on. The house proved to be ideal. Everything needed for my husband was on the ground floor, including a disabled shower. Plus we had two bedrooms upstairs for family to visit. We moved in on July the 1st, 2017 and settled quickly. It was a much easier house to live in and my husband regained more of his independence. At times I felt like a robot, going out to work full time, planning my husband's care, taking care of the house on my own. My husband was limited on what he could do. He was able to help me by loading the dishwasher, washing machine and tumble dryer, but I had to hold my tongue if this was not done when I would have liked give him the time to do this and keep as much of his independence as possible. He was able to heat pre-prepared meals and drinks. I was also impatient for positive results for my business. Trying to build my online business was taking more time than I realised. To make things worse, I felt terrible because I felt like I was coming up against a brick wall. While still working full time and trying to keep up with the website content and video content to be able to promote my products, I felt even worse about the situation because I had no clue if this would work and that the, the work I was putting out was going to be in vain, that all the money I was putting into my business would eventually pay off. I've been told that a website was my real estate. I was told that I needed an email marketing. I was told that video marketing was now the area to master. All these marketing strategies required traffic, but the traffic was not arriving at my different marketing strategies. 
The thing was, I was struggling with building and maintaining websites, finding customers to build email lists and getting in front of a camera to produce good enough videos for marketing products. I seemed to be spending more of my wages to keep my business going while not getting any sales. All these marketing strategies required traffic, but the traffic was not arriving at my different marketing strategies. Then, as if by chance, something amazing happened. From an online research I was undertaking at the time, I came upon some new information. I attended an online webinar and discovered a person online willing to clone his business. He was experienced in creating sales funnels and had succeeded in helping other people to replicate his business without affecting his own profits or market. Discovering this how to, to secret meant it was now crystal clear to me how to make more money from every customer who came into my funnel because I could just concentrate on this one method of marketing, taking less time but more chance of success. I also learned that I did not need a website and spent all that time trying to find content to keep it up to date. I needed to create an actual sales funnel, use multiple streams of advertising to get my product sold and then rinse and repeat the process instead. Luckily for me, that's when I came into a small amount of cash and this enabled me to apply for the program. The cash made it possible to learn all there was to know about creating sales funnels. As a result of this epiphany, I found someone who was selling a business I could clone and I partnered with them with my own product and upsells. That's when it became crystal clear to me that this was a secret. I now have my own product and was not relying on affiliate products. After that, I started making money again, getting all the leads I could handle. This is the end of this podcast and I'd like to come back and just explain how all this was possible. I hope to see you here, here from you again. Bye.